You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football at large for SportingNews.com. And if you've been uh, following the show or going to SN.com, you've seen all the analysis and heard all about the 2017 NFL Draft in terms of its impact on fantasy football immediately in 2017. And we've been Breaking all that down, we did our round one analysis, rounds two and three, day two analysis, and then we wrapped things up with our notable picks, sleepers, from day three, rounds four through seven. We had a bit of veteran news, however, on Tuesday with the news that Jamal Charles has found a home. We were waiting. We saw Adrian Peterson sign with the Saints. We saw Marshawn Lynch come out of retirement with the Raiders, Eddie Lacy joining the Seahawks, so on, so on. We were waiting for Charles to find a team. He finally gets one after the draft. We thought this might happen if a team needed his services, and it looks like the Broncos definitely did here. With their draft, they had uh, one pick from the backfield, D'Angelo Henderson, late pick from Coastal Carolina. But look at him. He's more of a uh, change of pace, smaller back that uh, – Kind of has to be worked in the offense and find his role. Kind of uh, a Devontae Booker light, building on that pick from last year. Speaking of Booker, you're looking at Booker and C.J. Anderson as the returning backs in this Denver backfield, and that gives Charles a chance here. I think he'll go in as the complimentary number two right now to Anderson, both for early downs and getting some work there as a receiver. So... I think right now they feel good about C.J. Anderson coming back from the torn meniscus. He had the surgery on his right knee. He cut short his 2016 season. But you look at uh, Anderson now. He showed up at the offseason program looking pretty good so far. But he's a guy that uh, struggled a little bit in the different schemes they've had in this uh, Broncos running game. He's going to be put through another one here. With uh, Jeff Davidson, the new offensive line coach, uh, reuniting there with uh, Mike McCoy. And this is a different scheme of uh, blocking and running for the Broncos as they go to McCoy. We've seen the zone blocking and all that, the Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan system. It's been pretty much a staple of the Broncos uh, over time here, whether it's been John Elway there with uh, Shanahan or John Elway with Kubiak. But... Now we're going to McCoy, and it's more of a power gap-based system here. So, yeah, it's not gap-based, but uh, gap-based here for what the Broncos are trying to do now. That means a little bit more power. And Look at the Chiefs, and their last game against the Broncos, they kind of uh, took it to them a bit smash-mouth here without Charles. Charles was not healthy for that game, but the Chiefs had the Broncos number last year because they really pounded them up front. I think the Broncos remember that pretty well. And they went out and tried to upgrade their offensive line to kind of match this kind of power system, going away from those uh, pulling-type athletic 
guards and linemen who can uh, make things happen in the run-blocking game. Right now you have the pick, Garrett Bowles, in the first round, who I think fits what they want to do now, being a little bit meaner and nastier, having that push guys out of the way mentality, get to the gaps instead of uh, trying to uh, move and uh, use athleticism there. So it's a big transition, but again, the, the talent of the Broncos' offensive line had to be upgraded and changed anyway to make it work. So it's a good time for this transition. Now we're not sure how Anderson is going to fit exactly in what they want to do. He's been in the Adam Gay system. He's been in the Gary Kubiak system. Now he goes to a different one with McCoy and Davidson. So I think they had to get a guy like Charles with that experience. He is 30 on the other side. He's had the wear and tear. He's had the knee issues of his own. But the good news is that he wouldn't have been signed by the Broncos if he had not passed his medicals and there were some issues with that when he got released from by the Chiefs, but then he put out that impressive workout video of himself to say, hey, I'm back in shape. I can contribute to a team. But th- that said, the Broncos are not going to thrust Charles or expect Charles to be in a big role. They don't want that. They want Anderson to be healthy and somewhat effective and Charles to be more of a complimentary back and also work on passing downs. And that's a, that's a big factor here with the Charles signing. When you look at This Broncos team in the passing game last year, very limited impact that you saw from both Anderson and Booker. Booker was a little bit better, but he had trouble in pass protection, so it was hard to keep him out in those receiving situations as much. Anderson is just not a natural pass catcher. We know that Charles has a history of uh, racking up receptions. It's a very comfortable part of his game. So when you look overall at how Charles fits, he's got the experience in the power blocking that the Broncos are going to and Mike McCoy another element is trying to get the ball in space open field make the receivers make something happen in open field after the catch and Charles we know very elusive over the years has that monstrous uh, per carry average there over five that's been kind of the trademark of his career so he's a guy that uh, you get in space with some good speed He kind of builds momentum as he goes along very quick in that open field. And I think he still has a lot of that element. And I think getting to a situation where he's not the guy and has uh, some more guys to take pressure off him, you saw a little bit of effectiveness when they were able to use uh, Charles with uh, Spencer Ware and Char Kendrick West in Kansas City. That You saw a little bit more juice from Charles later in his career when he was healthy. So really it comes down to Charles being healthy in this offense and to see how much he can contribute. And Anderson so far is that way, but we know that he's dealing with a knee issue. So it could always recur here. It's taken a little while longer than expected to be ready from that knee injury. So there are a lot of things to look at in this Broncos backfield. I think it's very cloudy again going into the season. I would think the guy that's hurt most by this is Booker, both by Charles being signed and the drafting of Henderson late there. I think Booker just was very disappointing last year. I think he had a lot of potential. We had high hopes for him in fantasy and reality coming out of Utah. We just thought he was a natural guy, but seemed a bit overwhelmed overall with his role in the Broncos offense, especially when Anderson went down and he had to be the guy and uh, kind of step up. He had his moments, scored in a a few games and did that and had some long runs here and there but overall just not much pop from this Broncos backfield in relation to other backfields none of that uh, long run mentality or 
really open field uh, after the catch, get some big plays going either out of this backfield. So I, I think that's not talked about as much as we've looked at the quarterback situation with Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Simeon started for most of the season with a handful of starts that Lynch made when Simeon was hurt. But you look at the passing game, Simeon had some good moments despite having the running game sputter. The Broncos were near the bottom in the rushing attack last year, not very effective in yards per carry either. So Simeon and Lynch in his short time, they were both trying to make up for the fact and had to have a high-volume passing game to make up for it. They didn't really have too many weapons in the passing game where once you got past Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, it was a little tough for them. They didn't have that backfield support either. I think they're hoping that uh, they'll get some help, more help at tight end. They've had some injuries with Jeff Hireman that haven't worked out. Virgil Green has been limited more as he's uh, tried to expand his role receiver. So they're hoping that maybe Jake Butt coming back uh, from his uh, torn ACL, the rookie from Michigan, can have some impact at some point to be another underneath target because they've been really missing that since uh, Julius Thomas left. I know – with Thomas, the problem was he wasn't a very good inline blocker and it was hard to trust him with the butt. I think he can be the best uh, complete tight end they've had for a while in Denver. So all those little things are going to help that uh, this passing game is going to be a little bit more dependent on the shorter passes. They try to upgrade the number three receiver with uh, two picks there. The Cody Latimer disappointment has continued uh, in the new regime here. So uh, I think you look at the Sanderson Thomas, that leaves a good void for a running back to be rather productive in the passing game, and I think that could easily be Charles because I don't think, again, this is a team that wants to win now and still feels they're in contention even though they were the third and odd team out in the AFC West from the playoff picture. They're still looking for someone to be productive now. They don't make a move for a guy like Charles, even late in free agency, for not too much if they're not going to use him in some capacity. I think right now his floor is as a compliment slash handcuff to C.J. Anderson going in. But we know Anderson can be unpredictable with him, with his ineffectiveness, how he comes off that injury. It's also unpredictable how Charles feels at his age and if he can shake off his knee injuries as well. So a lot of cloudiness about this backfield, but I would think it goes Anderson 1, Charles kind of a 1A slash 2, if you want to call it, and Booker kind of uh, falling hard here. They want a guy that they can trust in there in those passing situations. Charles is certainly one of them, and he is also going to be key here if Anderson has some trouble as he comes back from this injury to adjust to this new blocking scheme. Charles is very familiar with this type from his days at Kansas City, so that's going to be a factor as well in this is Charles may be getting ahead of speed here. We could see something developing in New York with we had in the backfield with the Giants with Rashad Jennings being the older back, but they had the more comfort level with him doing all the little things and uh, running the right way in their scheme, and that's why he kind of had to be the de facto starting back over some younger guys there for a while until they released him this offseason. So you could see something develop like that for Charles. Right now, I think in fancy, Anderson and Charles are kind of still equal to me in how you pick them in fancy, especially in a PPR league where I don't think Anderson's going to have any value while Charles could uh, boost his value there. So they're about even to me. Right now I look at this situation because they're two guys like that, that you're looking at more of an RB 
three situation. I don't know if I could trust either as an RB2, especially with the, as I mentioned, from uh, the draft podcast when you have guys like Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, those rookies that are padding that RB2 pool that are going to get significant touches there in uh, both standard and PPR. So when you have a question mark like this, and uh, there's maybe another situation when we have Joe Mixon versus uh, Jeremy Hill versus Gio Bernard in Cincinnati, those are situations where I look more RB3 and that's how I feel. I think they have RB2 upside in those situations. I don't know who the guy's going to be. It's kind of the lottery tickets in the middle of the fantasy draft. It's a little different from the ones you take late that are based on injuries and guys in front of them falling and uh, the depth charts falling in their favor. But these are just situations you don't know. And hopefully we'll have some clarity as this offseason continues and by August. That's why you want to draft as late as possible. You want to see what happens on the injury front, what happens on the adjustment front to see in the end who is tabbed to probably lead a team in backfield touches. And I, I think right now I would go Anderson, but I think Charles is brought in for insurance and a little bit more into the situation in Denver. So just definitely something to monitor their all offseason. The Broncos' backfield has been a source of frustration for many years for different reasons. Before it was injuries and guys that you can plug and play in the zone blocking system. We've seen Clinton Portis have extended success in that, but then you've had guys like uh, Mike Anderson and Ruben Drones be a little bit of a, a flash in that offense. Anderson kind of felt like that in the previous thing before Kubiak and then kind of got lost his way in the new scheme. So there's a lot of unknown variables here. That's why the Broncos had to bring in a guy like Charles. There's some known quantity in him. At least you know what you're going to get. He's going to be a veteran back. He's going to run hard. He's going to catch passes. He's going to be fine and pass protection, help those young quarterbacks, whoever's starting Simeon or Lynch. And you know that he loves the fact that he's staying in the AFC West for another contender in the division. Gives him a chance to run against the Chiefs two more times. Don't forget the Raiders and Chargers as well, getting to continue to run against those teams as well as maybe exact some revenge on his old team. So good situation for Charles. I think it's a good scheme fit, personnel fit. We'll just see how his uh, scheme develop his role develops in this offense versus Anderson as we go forward in this offseason and we'll be watching both the Broncos quarterback and running back situations pretty closely all offseason because I think there is some upside there you totally can't ignore it on either end with the quarterback or running back on this team it's not just a wide receiver type situation I think those positions can definitely have key sleeper value in fantasy football while the wide receivers are more in line with the wide receiver one two area so there you have it. There's a breakdown of the Jamal Charles signing with the Broncos and the effect on both him and his value, which was nothing before he signed on team, and the entire Broncos team and how that could shake out. So please subscribe on Audio Boomer iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you on a regular basis, even through the offseason. We're with you as news merits, and uh, we'll follow you because there's never – anything that uh, slows down in fantasy football or the NFL. And uh, be sure you're checking out all the NFL team-by-team podcasts. They'll get you covered for the offseason. When there's not much to know about your team, we'll still have you covered on Lockdown Network. And 
while things are in full swing with the NBA playoffs and the NBA draft coming up, all our shows there are must-listens as well. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer, and we'll see you next time.